Well, as we only have two conferences left, I want to share with you a number of things. And what is on this page that has been handed out to you are some of the things that are dearest to me in my own life. And what I try to do is I try to share what I have freely received. Freely I've received, freely I am to give, the Lord tells me. We just prayed that prayer composed by Mother Teresa, St. Mother Teresa Calcutta. You see a couple places in that prayer where it is the Eucharistic life and the Eucharistic heart that is going to be the source of families being healed and strengthened. Amen? Amen. Amen. Tonight we're going to do a holy hour to heal the family of the church and the family of mankind. And it's going to be before the Eucharistic Lord. This is the answer. Jesus is the answer. And you've all been called, and again, I rejoice that you've responded to the call. I'm going to try to just give you some tools so you can become love made visible and help others become love made visible. That's what it's all about. And uh, on the bottom part of this page is the Missionaries of Charity Consecration Covenant with Mary. This is part of being consecrated to Jesus through Mary. I hope all of you have been consecrated, either according to St. Louis Marie de Montfort. Some people have done that through the 33 days to morning glory. Other people have done the old school 33-day preparation to Jesus through Mary with the 12 days of getting rid of the spirit of the world, seven days of knowledge of self, seven days of knowledge of Mary, seven days of knowledge of Jesus based on true devotion and um, some imitation of Christ is in there and there's daily formation taking place. Or consecration according to St. Maximilian Kolbe. That's, you know, a great consecration. Or just saying to Mary, Mary, be my mother. Uh, In the spiritual order, you must ask We didn't ask our parents to be our parents. God chose our parents. But in the spiritual order, you must ask. So if you haven't ever asked Mary to be your spiritual mother, please ask her in your heart right now, Mary, be my mother. On the, on the back of Mother Teresa's business card, she smiles. It's her business card. But on the one side, it has that little quote that I've been sharing with you. The fruit of silence is prayer, and it goes on. But on the other side is a powerful prayer I've been using more and more. Uh, she, she, all the MCs know this well. It's Mary, Mother of Jesus, be a mother to me now. I love that prayer. I say it all the time. Mary, Mother of Jesus, be a mother to me now. There's actually a story of... This couple, I think they were in India, came to Mother Teresa and said, Mother, Mother, we want to have children. You know, we're married and, and we want to have children, but we haven't been blessed with children. And so Mother Teresa said, Mary, Mother of Jesus, be a mother to them now and give them children. And lo and behold, they had children. I mean, run to your mother. And 
I'm just going to get to the heart of my understanding. Someone up in a, a great holy seminarian up in Maine asked me, what would you say is the essence of living true devotion? Because you, devo- you get consecrated, but then you have to learn, how do, how do I live the consecration? And in the back of true devotion, there's uh, St. Louis Marie de Montfort gives many, many practices, including how to prepare for communion with Mary, how to receive communion with Mary, how to give communion to Mary, which is very important. But I said in response to the question, the essence of living it is to do everything by, through, with, in, and for Mary, to do everything by, through, with, in, and for Jesus. And it really, you can take that out of true devotion. Uh, and to do things by Mary is to do things by her spirit, which is to do things by the Holy Spirit. Not that she's the Holy Spirit, but that's the spirit she lived by, by Mary. Through Mary is to do things through Mary and Jesus in the Paschal Mystery. We talked about how in the Eucharist is the Paschal Mystery. The Paschal Mystery is basically you take the sorrowful mysteries of the Rosary and the glorious mysteries through the Ascension. That's the Paschal Mystery, okay? The suffering, death, burial resurrection and ascension of Jesus. It's one mystery. It's not the Paschal mysteries. They're all connected. So you have to follow through to the resurrection and ascension. But to live that Paschal mystery with Mary at the foot of the cross, Our Lady of Sorrows, and Jesus on the cross, to have compassion with Jesus' passion. Mary had compassion, that means with passion, joining the passion of Jesus. That's our life. It's the only way to union with God, the Paschal mystery. By, through, with Mary is to do things with her virtues. St. Louis Marie de Montfort identifies ten principal virtues of Mary. The first is profound humility. The second is lively faith. Those two go together because if you have lively faith, you're going to have profound humility. And what do I mean by that? If you know how big God is, then you'll know how little you are. I mean, that's how I'm going to make it simple, right? Faith tells me how big God is. God is God. God. I'm little. Mother Teresa Calcutta would say, basically, contemplating God... The knowledge of God and the knowledge of self go together. I don't get to look at myself without looking at God. But the knowledge of self gives me humility and the knowledge of God gives me love. They go together. But Mary's ten principal virtues, profound humility, lively faith. The third is blind obedience. Now, when we say blind obedience, we don't mean walk around like this with my eyes closed, running into walls. Blind obedience means Mary was blind to herself. Can we be blind to ourselves? Mary never thought about herself, and she was so free. I tell you what, you know, I'm so happy when I'm, my happiest moments are when I'm not thinking about myself, honestly. I even invite people, I go, you know, really, if you got to get it out of your system, I give you absolute permission after this retreat 
How about next weekend you do a self-retreat? You just think about yourself for three days. Just think about yourself totally. That's the only thing you get to think about for three days, you. You're going to be bored out of your mind. I'm so boring. I mean, really, I get the whole universe. I get the whole cosmos. I got God. I got the infinite mystery of love. I get seven billion brothers and sisters around the world. Life is so rich. The whole universe, the stars, the sun, the moon. And everybody, I want to think about myself. Really? Okay, go ahead. Three days. Enjoy. (laughs) Blind obedience. And obedience is ab audire in Latin. Audio. Ab audio. To listen, to hear. The desire to hear. Not in one ear, out the other. But the desire to hear and to follow up. The, The fourth Virtue, principal virtue, is mortification in all things. Mortification in all things. Death to self. Deny yourself. Pick up your cross. Follow me. Self-denial. Mortification in all things. Universal mortification, St. Louis Marie de Montfort says. Fifth, constant mental prayer. Constant, continual mental prayer. Make your life a prayer. St. Paul says, rejoice always, pray, and give thanks. The sixth principal virtue is ardent charity. It's all about charity. Those of you who are religious, but all of us, the evangelical councils are, are to help us be perfected in charity. They're means to be perfected in charity. Perfecte caritatis. It's all about charity. God is charity. The seventh principal virtue is surpassing purity. The purity of the angels, so to speak, but surpassing purity. And purity, let me say, is not just solely physical. You want to know the heights of purity, the ultimate purity? To love God with all your heart, souls, mind, and strength. The first and the greatest commandment. And to love your neighbor as yourself. To do it all. That's what purity means. Purity means 100%, right? That's purity. A lot of people just think it's just the physical. Mary was immaculately conceived. You know the word immaculate means without stain. It does not mean without sin. Macula in Latin is stain. She lived a life without stain. I stain everything with my self-will. Even the best things I've done for God, I stain them. Now, thank God God's so loving and understanding, but you know, I want to one time in my life just do something just purely without stain, without staining it with myself. It's not sinful. I'm doing things for God. I'm, you know, and he's pleased with the things we do, but Mary did them immaculately. And she says, I am the Immaculate Conception, not just I do things immaculately. She was the con, you know how when we have concepts in our mind, an idea? From all eternity, God's Immaculate Conception was this creature to be the mother of God. But we're all created conceptions, according to St. Maximilian Kolbe. We were all concepts of God before we were in our mother's womb. Let's live true to that concept. 
that's just, I'm planting a seed. I could give a whole Immaculate Conception retreat. So the seventh was surpassing purity. The eighth is our favorite, heroic patience. Heroic patience. Remember, to be a saint, one of the definitions of a saint is heroic virtue according to your state in life. Heroic. That means that when it's hard, not when I'm, you know, oh, Lord, I've been so patient this weekend. I think I finally have patience. Just testing. Ninth, angelic sweetness. Now, I'll tell you what, I had trouble with that one. No, I mean, I just when I think of like sweetness, normally I'm like, you know, when you meet someone who's just really sweet, sometimes it's just like too much. But honestly, I, I can think of I, this one person from Louisiana, from New Orleans. When I think of this person, she's the sweetest person I've ever met from would you like some sweet tay to, but, but to everything. I mean, she, she's so thoughtful. She's just sweet everywhere she goes. I mean, it's nice to be around people, you know, who make things sweeter, life sweeter, not too sweet to get cavities, but you know, just, you know, sweet Jesus. Some people call him sweet Jesus. I mean, he, he makes things better, you know? angelic sweetness and then divine wisdom those are the ten principal virtues now they're important to know because part of the consecration is Mary part of the relationship with her is she will give you her virtues you understand she'll give you her virtues if you're in need of those virtues ask Mary I want your you know I need your heroic patience right now, or I need your angelic sweetness right now. That's part of what, what goes on. So to do everything by, through, with her, that means to do it with her virtue, with her, in her, is to do it in her immaculate heart. That's where I try to live. I've given basically immaculate heart retreats where basically you want to look at your heart as that place, that sacred place where you meet God. That's where you meet God, the center of your being. And you know how there's a lot of talk about the care of the environment properly, so laudato si, taking care of the environment. We should not let toxic air in our heart. You, you have a responsibility to take care of the environment of your heart. That's where you meet God. And if you're letting in all this news that is not good news, it's toxic air and it's going to kill some good plants that God has planted in your heart. You know? I mean, really. It's, it's up to you. You make the choice. But, you know, uh, we can't blame it on the world and say, well, it's just what everybody does. No, I mean, spending time before the Lord, you know? It's said that in Mary's heart is a garden. And in that garden, the Father's will is always realized. 
Jesus is always present in her heart, and the Holy Spirit is the gardener of her heart. That's how I like to think, you know, the enclosed garden, you know, the cloister, the enclosed garden, to live in the garden of Mary's heart, in her immaculate heart. As her child, you, can, you have the right to go into her heart or go into that. And then buy through within and for her. You do things for her. If her honor is assaulted, you must speak. I mean, I don't go picking fights all the time, but if someone's speaking about my mother, <laughs> you don't talk about my, you know, my mother is the church and my mother is Mary. And that's my mother. And, you know, I, I'm not going to lose my temper, but I'm going to be, you know, you know, don't talk about my mother that way, please. You don't know my mother. Let me share with you my mother. I, I, I did have the chance to meet with Father Robert Carrest. I don't know if any of you know him, but he was a De Montfort father who was the editor of their magazine and their books for years, years and years and years. And I, I got a chance to spend uh, one evening with him. We, we did a conference together with other speakers. We stayed at a Trappist monastery, and I had a little bit of time with him, and I asked him, of all the things St. Louis Marie de Montfort wrote, what is, what's the most important point? What's the most important thing? He said, this little book called The Secret of Mary. And he said, the reason that's the most important is, he says, what we need to do is we need to talk about our Blessed Mother as if she's a secret that people don't know about. We presume everybody knows about Mary. You have to let people know the secret. The, the real Mary. Not the statue Mary. <laughs> the living Mary. The mother of the Eucharist. You know, when you read John Paul's encyclical on Ecclesia de Eucharistia, right? The Church of the Eucharist. There's a chapter, Mary, the mother of the Eucharist. You know? So, by, through, with, and for Mary, to do it by, through, with, and for Jesus. By Jesus, do, do everything by him. He's the source, as I said, the center and the summit of our life. He's the vine, we're the branches. You're doing it by Jesus. And then in the Mass, we, you can meditate yourself. What does it mean? Through him and with him and in him. That's significant. What does that mean? Through him and with him and in him. Or to let God do things in you, through you, and with you. And that includes letting him do with you whatever he wants. That's kind of the hard thing, honestly. Because, you know, we're an instrument in his hands. And so, you know, Mother Angelica, for example, she spoke to the whole world for so many years, but then God had her on the cross for like 15 years, right? When we give our life to God, he can do with us what he wants, and he knows what's best. But through him, with him, in him, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honor is yours, Almighty Father, forever and ever. Amen. And then for Jesus. That means for, you know, to, to please him. What are his affections? What are his desires? What are, what are his interests? What are his preferences? What are... What, what, you know, what, what's good, pleasing, perfect? That should be our life. 
Let's, let's not just live a life of just simply, is it sin, not sin? That's, that's step one, you know. I don't want to, I'd rather die than commit a sin. But please, my brothers and sisters, go to the point of, of union with Jesus through Mary, which is, I want to get to a point where I do everything that's good, pleasing, and perfect. I want to glorify my father and honor my mother. That's me. But So now here is the... What I do is, there's a list here of Mary's duties and my duties. And what I do is I take one, I take one each day. So on the first of the month, I take number one, all the way through the 12. So through the 12th of the month, I'll take those 12. Then on the 13th, I go back to one. 14th is two, 15, you know what I'm saying, how many ever days are in the month. And then you start again at day 25, right? So today is day 29. So, and I have this in my Divine Intimacy book. Today, Mary's duty is she's responsible for my sanctification. And my role is to trust in her intercession. That's a pretty good deal. You know, consecration to Jesus through Mary, I, I, honestly, I, it set me free because part of it, the relationship with Mary, of course, I, I love the, the, the Montforian prayer, you know, I, Zachary, a faithless sinner, renew and ratify today in thy hands, O Immaculate Mother, the vows of my baptism, I renounce forever Satanist, his pomps and works, this goes on, so forth, so on, and I give myself totally to Mary. But Mary agrees to take care of my affairs so I'm free to take care of hers. That sets me free. I have a, I have a mother and a father and I have brothers and sisters and I have nieces and nephews and I have people that I'm concerned about all around the world. But I just give them to Mary. She does a better job with them than me. I give them to Jesus through Mary, but I give, just give them to Mary. I describe my relationship with Mary this way, actually. I'll share this with you. You might like this. I'm Father Zachary, the mother of God, by the way. And because it, it really, it, my relationship, so I'm like a, kid, a child who goes out in the yard and, and picks a, a dandelion for God. And I come to Mama Mary and I say, Mama, look at what I got for Dad. My son, that's not really a flower, that's a weed. <laughs> right? But what does she do? She's so awesome. So she takes my little dandelion, and she goes and gets all this stuff. Mom is so good. <laughs> That's my relationship with Mary. I'm telling you the truth. That's it. And I just try to share it with the whole world. I mean, it's your choice. I mean, you know, the St. Louis Marie de Montfort says, yeah, there's people who will say, well, I go straight to Jesus. Okay, you can do it. 
But St. Louis Maria de Montfort says, you can do it, but you're going to go through a lot of strange crosses on the way. Mary is the sure, short, perfect, secure way to Jesus. That's in true devotion. That's true. Oh, and she may, she's, a, she's a hard novice mistress. I'm telling you. Mary, she's a formator. She knows how to do it. And, and I'll tell you what, for me, actually, part of the hardest part is, you know, here's, here's the other thing about mothers. You know, when they correct you, like a loving mother corrects you. See, when I, when I do something, I know I was like, okay, I was rector of the formation of the future priest. And I, sometimes, not just sometimes, many times I was too harsh. And so then I'm in prayer and Mary just is like this with me. I'm like, <laughs> I'd rather have her scold me. <laughs> but she just is like, I'm like, I know. I need to go ask for forgiveness of a seminarian. <laughs> really? She just, okay. I'll do it. No. <laughs> But you can read for yourselves. These 12 and 12 are amazing. I could read them for you and you'd be so uplifted and, and, and that's it. But I, I, you know, just like with that love made visible writing, you can read for yourselves. You're going to have, I'm just trying to give you tools. We have some things to get through and I want to give you time. We're going to pray tonight, a holy hour. You've, you, you've come to silence now. You're in a good place. You're all in a good place. We're going to do an important thing for the church and the world tonight. That's going to be about love made visible, but we do it by entrusting it to Jesus through Mary. And that's it. It's also a good practice, you know. Uh, Bishop Bruskowitz actually said, you know, every evening as for vocations, for our community, he said, pray three Hail Marys. I mean, you know, it was that simple. It came from him. Um, or place those you're concerned with in her immaculate heart. Pray, you know, give, say, give, give. You know, people ask you for prayers every day. You know, they say, pray for me, pray for me. So at least at the end of the day, say, Mary, I give you everyone who's asked for my prayers. You did it. She knows how to handle it better than I do. <laughs> I try to actually do it in my liturgy of the hours. So in my, cause my, you know, the liturgy of the hours, I have this regular schedule. And so then I can put those people that have asked for prayers or their needs right there and, and, and just move on. But these are amazing. So I wanted to give you this tool. Okay, that's one thing. Um, second, I want to share with you about the beauty of the Psalms, the depths of them, and the, and the praying them. But the, the, the main thing is when, when you pray, I, I hope you really, again, remember whose presence you're in and who you're speaking to and, and, and that you mean it when you say it. For example... I've been tempted. I was today, and in the last half a year, sometimes on, especially on Sundays, with with 
the whole congregation at every mass in certain parishes as I do mission appeals and things or missions. Sometimes I just feel like saying to the people, do you really mean the responsorial psalm that you said? I mean, do you, are you even listening to it? Do you know, remember what you said? Do you mean it? Like, uh, but this beautiful, let's just take this second one that we had today. I want to go through this Psalm 16. Okay, it was the second psalm we had in tonight, the vigil, Sunday evening prayer one. The antiphon is so beautiful. Do you mean this? Do you mean it when you said it? When I see your face, O Lord, I shall know the fullness of joy. Do you mean that when you say it? And that's good to know that because that is the fullness of joy. Contemplate the face of Christ. That's the fullness of joy. But Psalm 16, from what I understand from a teaching from Pope Benedict, is that when it used to be when a priest was ordained, he would, he would, be, he would recite Psalm 16. This is really the life of a priest, but it's the life of all of us, if you really understand it. It's so amazing. The depths of it. But we, do we mean it, okay? So when I, I'm talking to the Eucharistic Lord, or I'm not, I'm not speaking at him, I'm, I'm actually saying it, but I mean it. Preserve me, God, I take refuge in you. I say to the Lord, and I mean this, you are my God. My happiness lies in you alone. That would change your life if you really mean it and accept it. My happiness lies in you alone. Now, him alone, that means everything he's provided for us, his will, his plan, the, the, you know, each other. I mean, you know, but my happiness lies in you alone. That sets me right, especially as a priest. He's my happiness. I love this psalm because... I mean, it is so priestly, but my happiness lies in you alone, Lord. My happiness does not lie in getting a big collection on Sunday, honestly. My happiness does not lie in people applauding me for the homily. My happiness does not lie in any creature's affections. My happiness lies in you alone, Lord. He has put into my heart a marvelous love for the faithful ones who dwell in his land, especially as a priest. He gave me the love of all of you because you are the faithful who dwell in his land. That's a gift from God as a priest, but actually he gives, he gives that love to all of us as a priestly people to love other people. What a gift that is because on a natural level, I never knew any of you. I, I, I wouldn't even have ever come to Nebraska in my life. I mean, I, I, don't, I got nothing against Nebraska, but I mean, I just, why am I, I didn't even know Waverly, Nebraska existed. I'm, I'm, I mean, you know, I'm happy. He put in my heart a marvelous love for you and the people of Waverly, Nebraska. But, you know, this is gift and I'm happy. But I have to remember that. Those who choose other gods increase their sorrows. That's true. Power, money, fame, 
riches, honor, pleasure. Never will I offer their offerings of blood. Never will I take their name upon my lips. I mean, I will not. O Lord, it is you who are my portion and cup. It is you yourself who are my prize. Do I mean that when I'm praying that? Or am I just ripping through the prayer? You know, you know, saying it really quick. The lot marked out for me is my delight. It is. Welcome indeed the heritage that falls to me. I will bless the Lord who gives me counsel. The Lord counsels us. I hope we stop to seek his counsel. The gift of the Holy Spirit. Counsel me, Lord. Pause for a second. You know, I need counsel in this situation. There's a lot of situations where people come, you know, I need divine counsel. And love is always the counsel. Be merciful in loving. That's always the counsel I receive. But then I have to think, how do I, how do I really, how can I be this? Who even at night directs my heart. When I'm asleep, the Lord is directing my heart even. I keep the Lord ever in my sight. I, I, I hope I do. Since he is at my right hand, I shall stand firm. In this world, you better remember, he's at your right hand. And the Psalms help remind you the truth, so you're set free. And so my heart rejoices. My soul is glad. Even my body shall rest in safety. For you will not leave my soul among the dead, nor let your beloved know decay. I'm created for eternal life with God. You will show me the path of life, that is Jesus. The fullness of joy in your presence, that is the fullness of joy in his presence. At your right hand, happiness forever. That has to be the life of a priest, but actually the life of all of us. But in a special way, pray for your priest that they live this. This this is their life. Please, God, they do not seek their happiness in anything else. That they, They're happy with their portion in their cup. Right? Right? That's what we've got to pray for. That's part of what we're going to pray for tonight. I'm not trying to say anything about anything other than Psalm 16. If we pray it, that's it. They say that a priest will be faithful if he prays and has a relationship with Mary. And I share that with you because you'll be faithful if you pray and you have a relationship with Mary. Because all that's going to lead to Jesus, right? It's all about Jesus. Everything's about Jesus. And then Jesus takes us to the Father. I mean, this this is the path, okay? Mary takes you to the humanity of Jesus. Okay, I don't want to just compartmentalize things, but Mary takes you to the humanity of Jesus and, his, and helps you start to understand his divinity. But he reveals more about his divinity and his humanity, and he takes you the way, the truth, the life to the Father. And then once you reach the Father through Jesus, through Mary, through Jesus, the Father and Jesus send the Holy Spirit on you. 
And then you're in the Trinitarian communion. But then the Trinity wants you to come back to Jesus in the Eucharist. That's really the journey. I can tell where a person is in their spiritual journey when I ask them, I'll ask them, how's your relationship with Jesus? Who do you say that I am? Remember I talked about that. Or, you know, how's your relationship with the Father? How's your relationship with the Holy Spirit? And, and it's not like, you know, we're not grading anyone. St. Teresa of Avila says, you know, we don't even evaluate what, you know, how she wrote the interior castle and the seven castles, and some people want to know which mansion I'm in, which castle I'm in. Don't look at that. Just let God work. I, I, I don't know which. I, I'm just happy to be inside the walls. <laughs> you know, oh, you know, I crossed that moat got past the alligators, you know, I, I, I'm in the walls. God, you just do the rest, you know, and, and Mary, Mama, you just lead me, you know, and I, it'll all work out wherever you're going to take me, you know. But prayer and Mary, and it's not just for priests, but we're a priestly people, okay? So, I'll leave it at that. Since it's Saturday, I wanted to get to Our Lady. Uh, I was going to go in body, blood, soul, and divinity this evening, but I'll do that the final conference tomorrow. That's a spirituality in and of itself. Each one of those has a, a, a deep significance. But uh, we, we've been on a, a, a great journey so far. But remember, everything builds on everything else. That's how retreats work, and that's how your spiritual journey works. So, you know, don't just unplug now. And, you know, now is where actually graces are really, really probably going to come to you more in silence than anywhere else. So that's why I'm just going to leave it where it's at. Um, And then tonight we're going to actually make love visible for the church and for the world. And then we'll have a conference tomorrow, and, and tomorrow's the day of the resurrection, and um, we're going to, um, God willing, have a beautiful Mass, and uh, then be different different people than when we arrived. But uh, let's stay in, stay in the um, graces, and uh, you, can, you can read these things for yourself at, at, at the appropriate time. But love prayer, breathe prayer. When I pray, it's like I breathe in Jesus, out the Holy Spirit. In Jesus, out the Holy Spirit. I breathe in love, out love. Prayer is breath. Prayer is life. And uh, hopefully you come to love prayer. Ask for that gift and ask for Mary to be your mother.